At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. The center has to be at least three times bigger than this. All right, it's another edition of Sincerely Unqualified. Today, we have one of the few good things to come out of 2020. It is Palm Springs, an Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti movie. Very similar. I mean, people draw similarities to Groundhog's Day. Uh, we'll say in like the comedy world because we're comedy guys. Yeah. Similar premise. I mean, same premise, different joke. Let me say that. Same, similar premise because there's that and never-ending loop. Yeah. But all uh, very different in a sense of doing things. It's almost like taking a subgenre and working in a different realm than the other one. Because it's so different from Groundhog Day, but at the same time, it's very similar. And they have that overarching theme of like, okay, reliving this day, this yeah. day, this day. That one, Bill Murray's alone. Like, he's just alone in it. Can't bring anybody else into it. This one, we got a few more characters roped in rom-com, who you know? are incredible. I mean, it's a rom-com. It's yeah. a rom-com. I think Groundhog's Day is considered a rom-com, it too, is. just because yeah. he... Yeah. yeah. It's very different, though, when you have both parties stuck in the time loop. Yep. So and a crazy person hunting him at the same time. <laughs> so that's that's another separating yeah, factor, yeah. which which is an awesome addition. So yeah, I think that we think it's a, it's a nice refreshing view on basically what you can call it a genre of, of yeah. uh, time loop movies. But we'll get into all that before we get into the episode. If you could like, rate, subscribe, do all that good stuff. If you could leave us a review, it would really help us out. We'd like to get those numbers up. And if you could, if you're on YouTube, leave us a comment. We like those YouTube viewers. You know, we, we put together the video version. But, you know, if you're if you're just on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, if you give us a rating, that'd be awesome. Um, and before we get into it, summer's coming. Are you ready to unveil your beach bod? You're in luck. Our friends at Manscaped just launched their fourth generation performance package, which includes the Lawnmower 4.0. You heard that right. The 4.0. Compliment your summer bod with a trim from the leaders in male grooming. The sun is shining and calling your name, fellas. Join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped and get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code UNQUALIFIED at checkout. It's time to bundle up with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer for you nosy, hair, your hairy noses and ears, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant for your smelly balls, Crop Reviver Toner to get your balls nice and fresh smelling. You can also get some boxer briefs and a travel bag to hold all that. Obviously, you can hold other stuff in that travel bag. It's great for travel. We're back on airplanes. We're back traveling. You're going to need all this stuff, and you're going to want your balls looking nice and fresh, and you're going to do that in a cheap way. You're going to get 20% off. You're going to get free shipping with the code UNQUALIFIED at checkout at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code UNQUALIFIED at manscaped.com escape the shrubs and weeds this summer and shine with manscaped let's get into palm springs here uh, <laughs> um you know we always go around tomatoes on this and i think yeah. that it you know maybe we can say that we decide to look at what we want to look at or uh-huh. do a narrative in our own way but I we do always think, find a way to spin the right? tomato score to what we yeah, want. Yeah, like sometimes like the it's best. like, oh, 10%. Uh, well, but it does tell a lot. Like, say, 10% yeah. critic, 70% audience. That means, <laughs> you know what that means. We're, we're not very consistent in the sense, like, if this movie had 3% critic score we'd be like these critics don't know what the fuck yeah. they're talking about <laughs> and then we go see 95 we're like you know what these guys are yeah, okay no, like, they're, they're like, right on the money here no you 95 know critics, right 88 <laughs> audience i think that what we were saying off the jump is exactly why we have these ratings because when yeah. you hear okay we're getting an andy sandberg movie it's time loop like you think time loop and you're like this has been done this is not going to be good and then you see yeah. this refreshing take on it and you see this really well-made well-written movie and critics are going to be on it and audiences 
Um, 88% audience for a movie, like for a premise that has been done before is very good. Obviously it came out, you know, during the, uh, the worst part of 2020. Well, when the worst everybody part was feeling like, like lives, yeah, so lives, their entire lives and seeing like, I don't know. I feel like, and I don't want to get too into this. I don't want to get not. too into Let's the weeds. Not. No, no, no. I'm saying it in, we were all kind of stuck in a loop. Right? We were all stuck in our own personal Dude, loops. You know, we were stuck inside. I'm very philosophical, <laughs> man. But we were all what stuck. What did you do during the, quarantine? Did you read? I got I really was literally, into metaphysics. And, uh, I was quarantining in, like, watching this movie. I remember watching it for yep. the first time. I was like, no way. I was legitimately in quarantine because I my girlfriend had been exposed and we were like quarantining together i was like what's this movie oh andy sandberg let's rip it and it was awesome and it actually made my day so much better so to watch it a year later is incredible another thing like you know i was thinking about it this way we had tiger king which was a a pandemic no but what i'm saying is it marks a stamp in people's lives that i think it can take people back because that does not live as a cultural movement if it wasn't for people being stuck in their houses. I think that this yeah. movie is good oh, enough yeah. that it stands separate from the time period that it was in. Like, I don't think that, you know, obviously for you, maybe maybe it does because you were in a legitimate quarantine. For people that were yeah. just staying at home, maybe they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's right. It came out during 2020. So like, obviously it was released directly on Hulu, but you know, because drive-ins were a bit of a thing, it yeah. actually was also released in drive-ins for people who wanted to go. It was going to be a theater movie. I don't think it was supposed to be di- released directly on Hulu, but I think that during that year, it really helped them out. I, th- I think so too. I think it was a big thing where people are much more willing to try something when they're at home. Yep. And it, I, I mean, people probably got lucky seeing it because this might not have been a movie that you'd say, I'm going to jump into the theater and go see this, especially if would. you're not an Andy Samberg fan, yep. if you're not like a strict comedy fan. But this is so different from the traditional things that he's done and the traditional comedies. And you even see like Lonely Island classics pop yeah. up in the beginning. Yeah, and you're like, and oh, this almost, is going to be like yeah. a, a pop star, never stop, never yeah. stopping or whatever. And it is not. Exactly. It's so much more than that. And it's it's got real heart and it's got real just like, I don't know. It's got more of a refined plot. And it's almost the maturation of Andy Samberg coming through yeah. in this movie as a, like an actor and almost like helping craft scenes and do everything i mean there's still him showing his ass in some scenes but that'll happen that's real fun yeah Yeah. exactly but you know what i think um in terms of i think everyone who watched it won because i again i don't think people would have gotten out to the movie theaters in numbers but i think enough people watched it because it was on hulu i think andy sandberg won because of what you just said but also the director and screenwriter so the director max barbacow and screenwriter andy sierra um they so they both worked on one feature film before this. On Rotten Tomatoes, it yeah. literally does not even have a page. There's no score. You can't click on it. It's called The Duke. And Andy Ciara also wrote on a TV show. So we can almost call it their feature debut. Although technically it's not. I don't, I've never seen The Duke. I don't want to discredit it. You know, you wrote yeah. and directed a feature film. That's something in its own. Um, I, I, I'm not discrediting it, but I do yeah. think that as basically rookies or let's call them sophomores sophomores yeah, in the okay, feature exactly. film game to have this unfortunate situation where everyone's at home and have it be direct directly released on hulu and getting those yeah. viewers i'm really excited to see what they have next for us because it was oh yeah it was a very well written and well directed movie i think COVID is the spark of and i know this has been said but I think COVID is the spark of people seeing these movies be straight to streaming releases and not taking them as a joke. Yep. Because the first times that it's happened, whether it be a Netflix movie or something, it's treated as less of a movie in my eyes. It's almost like a TV movie when yep. they get straight to streaming releases. Absolutely, yeah. And this is changing the whole... I mean, there's a movie coming out. I think it came out on Prime. The Tomorrow War with yeah. Chris, Pratt. Chris Pratt. Like That's a big legit one. ass big, big production movie. Yep. That's I haven't watched it yet, but I really want to. Um, no, me neither, yeah. Like, 
But the, there's these movies now that they're legitimately saying, all right, let's just release them for streaming. Like people are going to see them in the theaters. They're probably more likely to see them at home. They have the option to do both. Why make them wait seven months? You don't need to buy the DVD in stores anymore. You're paying us already. Just let them see it. Yeah. And it's awesome. And for this movie specifically, if we want to get a little bit more into the weeds of this one, I like what the writers, like the director and the screenwriters and everybody did because even Andy Samberg was saying that, you know, they know about Groundhog Day. They know about... (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I mean, even Edge of Tomorrow and Happy Death Day came out before this. And those are two movies in completely different subgenres like the edge of tomorrow yeah that one's kind of funny but that one's like a horror kind of comedy movie edge of tomorrow is more tom cruise just going crazy on some aliens and they were they were acknowledging that those have all been time loop movies they understand that and they can't really differentiate themselves on that front so what they did is instead of like introducing the time loop like all of those other movies do they kind of just from the jump, accepted it. You know, there's no intro of how Andy Samberg got there right. or anything like that. You yeah. see him going through his day normally, and then we just find out miraculously there's this weird-ass thing going on. So they didn't take the setup time that yeah, a Groundhog Day needed or a Happy Death Day needed because it, there's not people really are familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that that lends it well because you don't have to spend time being like, Oh, wait, this is him again. Oh, I I get what's going on. Like, I think everyone who ended up watching this movie watched it as it was viewed or it was given to them as this is an Andy Samberg time loop movie. (laughs) This is what it is. So you don't need much setup. I think everyone knows going into it. If you didn't know, you saw after he goes into the thing, getting after getting shot by Roy, shot in the back with the arrows. You see him wake up and his girlfriend's leg is up on the thing again. I mean, you see from that point on, like, yeah, it's a time loop. Yeah. Okay. We're settled. Something I do want to run by you quick. And we're not in our, you know, spoiler plot run through, but I don't think it gives much away. And I also think people (laughs) probably watch the movie. Um, Yeah. That you were talking about, like, there's there's not set up, but we do see that the cave, like this, this orange aura. Yeah. I I was watching it. And I was like, I could see people being like th- this orange thing. Like it could seem corny. Yeah. Like that that could have well, made some. Like it could have made it into a happy death day kind of thing. Like a weird sci-fi yeah. thing. And I was wondering because it, I never got to that point where I was like, oh, this neither is a happy- did I. I think what it is is the rest of the movie. The rest of the movie yeah. being very grounded. And I think that they probably were bouncing that around, being like, do we actually yeah. want this, or is it going to make are we going to lose people with this? Yeah. And I think that the rest of the movie being what it was, we basically accepted the fact that they were doing that. <laughs> well, there's there's one line from it that really just exemplifies that perfectly, which is they acknowledge the craziness enough where she was. he's like going off about how much he loves her and he's like... Uh, it's crazy that I would find somebody that I care so much about who's happened to be stuck with me in a time loop. And then he's like, but then it's the crazy that we're in a fucking time yeah. loop. So they acknowledge the fact that it's insane. At the they start, were talking the about thing, the, he was talking about the probabilities. And I was like, well, yeah, if we exactly. want to get into it, Andy Samberg, yeah. he would multiply both of those probabilities so it would be even less. Just saying. Well, look at this guy, math guy. <laughs> but I'm th- I, like, the first time I saw it, I was even thinking when we saw J.K. Simmons and he's walking into that orange yeah. tunnel because I didn't know it was going to be a time loop. So when I saw him and you just see his silhouette, I almost thought it was going to be like an alien. I oh, thought okay. he was going to be an okay. alien or something like that. Yeah, yeah. But there wasn't this harsh disconnect for me where it's like orange thing. Because you kind of understand it's like, I mean, it's a movie. You know you're, what you're, you're not throwing yeah. on. It's not like you see him flying through guess, the universe yeah, at every moment like when like, he's going back. Yeah, I guess what kind of movie is what I was yeah. saying. Are we going to get do, a happy death day or are we going to get yeah. a rom-com? But the thing that I like that they did well is that they didn't use the cave in every like yes, every time that he went back. Yeah. So it was either you fall asleep, you die, or you go in the cave. Yeah. And the majority of the time, other than her going in there and then, you know, mm-hmm. the ending, was them either waking up or dying. Yeah. Which I think helped to like people forget about the cave Very a little bit yeah, as you go because right. you're used to them just waking up or dying there, or killing themselves, waking up, dying. There so, wasn't much cave. 
Exactly. Yeah. There's just enough cave yeah. for it to be, you know, just enough cave. We'll go with that. We're, we're settled yeah. on yeah, just, just enough just cave. Just a little bit of cave. <laughs> just enough. I love the scene, though, where he's like, I am the Antichrist. Yeah, and the earthquake just, happens. Nah, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, I mean, obviously, we mentioned Andy Samberg, Kristen Milioti, and J.K. Simmons yep. a lot, all who play Niles, Sarah, and Roy, respectively. Um, just want to give a shout out, give some proper uh, credit to yeah. Meredith Hagner, I believe. Hagner or Hagner plays Misty. Hagner. That's Andy Samberg's <laughs> girlfriend. Um, she, I will say, she is perfect for a time loop movie because she plays the idiot very well yep like she plays the just like whenever she gets locked out of the room or anything come on stop it you just you believe that she's just so absolute nightmare to be the worst worst person that you could have stuck in a time loop to wake up to to wake up to that okay i'm gonna ask you after this because i do have a question but we'll we'll go forward yeah yeah. Um, okay so we also have Camila Mendez as Tala. Uh, she, you know, she's obviously such an important role in the movie, being the bride, um, and you know, a few other things that we can talk about. Yeah. Um, but I do think that she plays what she needs to really well. It's all, you know, I, I think that she does great with it. And then obviously her her husband Tyler Hoechlin uh, is Abe. He. Well, yeah. We'll talk a lot about him. Peter Gallagher. Hoechlin. Um. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? I'm going to say whatever I said because I forget now. Uh, Peter Gallagher also did not know that his name was Gallagher. Shout out you. I think he's my cousin. Um, he at plays some point. Howard. Yeah. yeah and, at, you know. In your lineage somewhere. In my lineage. I'm sure we're from the same yeah. clan. Uh, Sarah's dad. And he is someone that you see him, you know him immediately because yeah. he's been in everything. Like, so him, I would categorize in the same way before Santa Clarita Diet and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I would put him in the same category as Timothy Oliphant, Oliphant. because you <laughs> Oliphant, see him yeah. everywhere, but you don't really know his name. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're like, that guy is awesome, but what's his name? And now after those two things, I'm glad that Timothy is becoming a, a bigger name because he's awesome in what he does. But I would put Peter Gallagher in the same category. I would that. agree. Yeah. 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 Shout out like uh, Schmidt's dad and new girl too. <laughs> you see him everywhere. Yeah. And you're like, I just can't put my finger oh, on that it. guy. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, shout out you, Peter Gallagher. And then, and then, I mean, the fact I did not know that he was in this movie. I did not know that we were going to do it back to back. Sometimes we yeah. do, like, we lump some people in. We're like, oh, same actor, Connor O'Malley. We talked about him during I Think You Should Leave. He is uh, fantastic in those sketches. He plays Randy in this movie. He's just a quirky, out there guy and plays, he plays a more subdued His. version in this movie. I, I guess, w- you know, it's a at movie. At some moments, yeah. at some moments. Uh, others, you know, he wishes he could be somewhere else. He plays a comedic character, <laughs> that's for sure. He's, I mean, his voice when he goes up there and he starts screaming yeah. is one of the top I, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, you know, we got the Kudrow, we got the Tim Robinson yell, and then we have the Connor O'Malley <laughs> freak out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The Mega Mally freakout. There we go. That's a good one. Um, so let's mention one thing uh, before yes. we get into our plot run through, which would be nice and concise. But we do want to ask. I want to ask you, whose yes. situation? <laughs> whose situation would you rather be stuck in? Would you want to be Andy Samberg or Kristen <sighs> Milioti? I can well, speak. Not- I promise. I can speak. Neither of us are allowed to get our own personal Irvine. So we're 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 ruling out Roy here. Roy, we got to pick between. You know, I'm saying live neither of us Irvine, can pick, which yeah. is funny, by the way, for for everyone. If if you're from Southern California, you might be out on the joke. Kevin's stuck Irvine. in the loop. He's already yeah. he's me, already me in his JK own personal Irvine. Yeah, that would be so sick. Be awesome. But <laughs> I like your hat. But <laughs> I think for me, I would rather wake up. Okay, so here's the issue for me. Is that Andy Samberg wakes up in a failed relationship where he's very aware that his girlfriend, who he came to the wedding with, is cheating on him actively and cheats on him that night. So that's a horrifying situation to be in. And he just wakes up and goes, like has to look at her face. On the other hand, think an even worse situation is having slept with your sister's 
fiance on the night of their Spoilers. wedding. Spoilers. <laughs> so I'm gonna probably go with Andy Samberg I mean, situation. When it, to me, it's not even a question. Like it's, I, it's yeah. not even a question. Andy Samberg, 100. percent If if I would have to live with the guilt over and over again, if I were to actually do that, and then I think at a, yeah, at a certain point. You accept the fact that your girlfriend cheated on you. It's whatever. I don't think I would be ever be able to accept the fact day after day that I slept yeah. with my brother's uh, fiance the night before the wedding. I yeah, understand. that's something you don't. And Andy Samberg throws a line in there. He's like, I figured it out. No wonder she hates herself. Even he's like, oh, that's brutal to have to live that over and over again, which is another great yeah. plot device, I think, because we talk about it. You know, you have Andy Samberg. Um, yeah, you know. Girlfriend cheated on him. He he doesn't like her. It stings yeah, to wake up to every hates. day. But I mean, and then another thing, like they want to be able to get out of this. Andy Samberg's yeah. been in it for so long. He's accepted it. Kristen Milioti is just like, I need to get out. There's yeah. There's only I mean, I need to get out. Well, because that's like the worst. Waking up to the worst situation she's ever been in for eternity. <sighs> yeah, and that's why that's what drove her to just be like, I want to get out of here. Which was you what you were saying. Andy Samberg's kind of embraced it. And now he's just all he has to do is say that's a nice leg, and he wakes up and did you know? Yeah, ends up well, doing some stuff that morning. Well, but action. Yeah, uh, but his situation is definitely not great either. Like being in a house with people who don't even know your name, and then you're just Misty's boyfriend forever. Yeah. Waking up. I mean, there's also the thing of like it's not your family at that wedding so you can do whatever you want 100%. which does help yeah. because he's just that guy like he just shows up can do literally anything but then again I feel like, like because nothing matters you know that the day is gonna end anyways like it's just gonna happen again i feel like she could do that as well even if it's she her could, and she did but, i mean yeah i feel like there's less opportunity for her to have more fun i think that he can have more fun than she can at that wedding yeah yeah um so, I mean, I think that we, we talked about it. I think we're locked enough. in there. Yeah. So, we're, we're just going to break it into, like, you know, a few acts. We're going to talk the the setup, basically, to getting Kristen Milioti in the loop. I think that we already talked about literally, like, what we wanted to talk about during this. Yeah. Which is J.K. Simmons and then the, the cave. Like, <laughs> I think that we yeah, already like, spoiled what? that. I mean, I mean it was uh, such a good reveal when he's just like, oh, you think yeah. they're about to have sex, and then you know something's going to happen. You just don't know what. And the yeah. comedic value of an arrow going into someone's back is just. <laughs> and he's like, not even shocked. He's, he's not like, like, what? I thought he's I like, smelled come you. on. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the first time watching, you're just like, what the fuck is yeah, happening like, right now? Happening? You're it, in the same boat as um, Sarah. You're just yeah. like, what is going on in this? What? Yeah. You're An all you're so thrown off and you don't know yeah. it's J.K. Simmons yet, right? I, oh, yeah. I, or do, do you see the reveal that it is No, him? no. That's right. You, yeah, you he, only hear his voice when he's walking into the tunnel. So you yeah. can tell that it's him, but he only has one sentence and then he walks into the tunnel. Yeah. And I think it's like, I will find you. I'll always find you. And then he walks in. Yep. Did you ever watch the uh, HBO series, not the movie Watchmen? When that no, came out? I did not. No, one is he in that? Everyone, no, no, no. Everyone needs oh. to watch that. It's so good. Um, this won't give anything away. This there is a game master that they call them, okay. and it's kind of that same situation. That's what I thought we might have been in. I thought maybe uh, they yeah. were. He was trying to do something to keep him in this loop, but then you just figure out it's J.K. Simmons. Um, <laughs> just coming down from Irvine. Yeah, coming. having himself a day. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I think that like that, you know, she gets into it, realizes yeah. what happens, and obviously freaks out. <laughs> yeah, I do like that that when she finds out. So then after he crawls in, is like, "Don't come in here with me." Yeah, he's shot up with arrows. She goes in. They wake up the next day. So you see from his perspective, he doesn't know that she went in. Right. He just wakes up. He's in the pool. Says the same stuff every day like, uh, to the dude who swims up to him. Yeah. 
Then I love that we see her come out, start throwing stuff, and then we see it from her perspective, yep. where she wakes up and goes, "What's going on?" So that was something different that this movie did, where it showed it. It got to show the reaction of somebody who's been in this time loop and is used to it, yep. and then somebody who is new to it, like and the them interacting with realizing. each other. Yeah, literally yeah. the first day of this happening. I, I, and then I love going that through. too. Also, you know what's something yeah. I thought was interesting that I realized is from his perspective, it's so. Much much more chaotic when she comes up and confronts him and starts throwing beers at him. But something yeah. I realized is like, I don't even know during Andy Samberg's version of it. Does she say, I'm not going to hurt you because she, no, he jumps off the thing too early. He doesn't oh, even that's hear right. that. She's yeah. like, I'm not going to hurt you. Like it seems so yeah. much more calm. And then she's just trying to like get his attention as opposed to like pelt him with beer cans, which by the way, yeah. I could not think of anything worse to be thrown at like while you're laying oh, on a yeah. like float than beer cans, full beer cans. It was. It reminded so me of that scene from Saving Private Ryan where the bullets are coming through the water. Except this one, you just see it's the just beer, beer cans, cans coming down at him. <laughs> yeah, just coming at him in the water. But yeah, that, I mean that was a crazy scene, and then. We see her start to go through like, how do I get out of this? Struggles. What do I do? What if I just wake up? Yeah, he's he's like, I've been through it all. Like, yeah, and even in the car, he just gets ready, undoes his seatbelt. He's like, I've done this before. I've done this a million times. Yeah. We know. We I can tried skip to this stay step. up. Yeah, but I, I mean, there's no way anybody's gonna skip that stuff. No, like even no. if I'm in that situation, I'm not believing. I'm not listening. I'm not here. Yeah. Yeah, he's I, like, I made it down to the Ecuadorian border on some crack. Yeah, one time. some crystal. <laughs> he's like, yeah, they they detained me because I was acting a little odd, um, <laughs> which is warranted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we have this thing of Kristen Milioti, uh, Sarah. Sarah, let's let's use some yeah. character names. Sarah is freaking out. Of course, we get to see someone's reaction to that, and then we get to see someone so far down the line trying to tell her, yeah. like, hey. This this is what's going to happen. You can't break out of it. I've tried everything. And obviously, yeah. she's going to try a lot. But at some point, she starts to get used to it. She accepts it. And then they start having some fun. Then they start having some yeah. fun together and start messing around with people at that bar, which, by the way, <laughs> is probably very accurate. You know, I've, if uh, if you've been listening for a while now, maybe it was around the... It was right around the Super Bad episode. Um, I think Easy yeah. A is when... We recorded when my fiance, we were in Joshua Tree. My fiance fell and shattered her kneecap. So we were in Joshua Tree for like a little bit, but I know enough of it out there, especially because we have to take yeah. her to a Joshua Tree hospital and stuff. But that bar, I feel like, is probably pretty close to true form in Palm Springs. <laughs> I could see that being the case. Like a, but an that, outskirts I mean, one, though, a local one, because obviously there's a lot of tourist stuff going on around yeah. there, but... I could see out there, it's kind of, you know, it's a desert. Yeah, exactly. And you can tell how long Andy Samberg's been in this situation because he knows everything about everyone in that yeah. bar. Darla. And Darla. And he's just like, she's like, who is this guy? Yeah. And he's just, because he's been in this long enough to know everything about everyone at the wedding. Yeah. Everything that happens at the wedding. Every dance that somebody does at the wedding because that's how he first introduces that's, himself to that, Sarah. Actually, I just that thought that. dance scene. How smooth he memorized was that? It. Yeah, yeah. It was so oh, awesome. That, watching that, I was like, dang, this guy. This guy knows what he's was doing. <laughs> clean. And he catches something that's about, I mean, it's yeah. just, he's got it all down. You could tell he's done that before, but that's especially when like, oh, have we slept together? No, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, you don't come up that smooth if you've never never done it before that's man right There's zero percent chance thousandth time doing it yeah just every single dance leading up to exactly where she would be just i mean the smoothness of that and that brings about the question of how long has he been in there yeah and how long has he been stuck because there's people have talked about it and they've come to the conclusion this very very exact conclusion that the sweet spot of him being in this time loop is somewhere between 40 years and 40 million years. Which, you know, I, I think that's it's people pretty, taking some yeah. liberties of being like, yeah, we're going to say this. That's, that's saying nothing, by the way. That but is saying the one absolutely thing, nothing. Like, yeah, I don't know. It could be somewhere in this, yeah. like, 39, eight, like, <laughs> this that's million like when years. People guess what how many things are in the jar, and somebody always goes like at least three, and it's like yeah, uh -huh. no, there you yeah, go, Gary. Uh, Gary from accounting yeah, wow. rips with yeah. that joke. By the way, get back to your desk, Gary, at, at least okay? a couple. Yeah. 
Wow, that's his one for the year, guys. There he Say goes. Uh, bye, Gary. <laughs> Just reminds right, me he's of gone. that, uh, yeah. that sketch, and I think you should leave with the new printer. And she's oh, she starts. Santa's coming out. early this year. <laughs> um, Santa, hey, what did we do? That's a naughty man. He dropped it off. Really? I mean, I won't go back into yeah. that. That's last week. But I mean, yeah. But the one thing that got me for him being there for X amount of time is when he saw the millionth birthday when they're doing the yeah. like montage when they're kind of falling for each other. Nice slow-mo confetti drop the, of her smiling. Yeah. The millionth birthday, he's not even phased. He's not phased, taken back. He's just like, ah, has it been that long? Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. She asked yeah. how uh where what what his job was before all that happened. And he said he couldn't even remember. And she's like, no, I mean, come on, of course you can. And he couldn't. So you have to believe it was a lot of time. Like a lot of time has passed. We don't know how old he is. He kind of, in a way, even though he plays this kind of goofy character, you know, something, he's not wise, but in terms of this time loop thing, he's, you can tell he's been there long enough because of the point of acceptance he's at, you know, like it, in yeah. term, I guess that's almost like a wise way. If you follow like the, this uh, common archetype of a, a story. There's the, always this one person that's supposed to be the guiding factor, which I think probably is J.K. Simmons, but I think Andy Samberg plays a little bit of that with, uh, or sorry, I think Niles plays a little bit of that with Sarah, uh, quite yeah. obviously, just to help guide her through. And then we get this nice, like, you know, like you said, montage of them accepting, and then we get our true rom-com story developing there because they're having so much fun together. There's zero consequence to anything that they do. Um, and then, as you mentioned before, she something comes up. Uh, he told yeah. her that they never had sex before, and he's like, this is like the thousandth time we hooked up. Like, it's yeah. it's not that big of a deal. But he really feels remorse. And this is the first time that we see Niles throughout the whole movie show any true emotion um, or, or any true reverence for whatever he does or says. Um, yeah. And obviously, also, you kind of see that he does still have a moral code because when she starts freaking out, he's like, we don't do things that hurt people. That's not fun. Trust me, I've done it before. Um, yeah. You see how he kind of still have to deal with that. Yeah, like, he's like, we have to deal with that, which I think is also a nice. I I like those kind of deep thinking yeah. things. I'm like, oh, that's and that's right. Then he stabs someone with a fork, but it's <laughs> it's that was crazy. Needed to happen, but yeah, uh, but I mean, there's that. You can be in there for so long and realize, like, of course, everything's gonna reset, but you still you don't reset. Your memories don't yeah. reset. Yep. So if you do all this crazy shit you're still gonna know that you did it all mm -hmm. i mean doing it for i think it, there's a difference of roy doing it to andy who he's so pissed off at and knows he's just gonna regenerate because it's not like i mean he's he's not doing it maliciously in the sense that it's for no reason yeah. i think it's because of something that happened and he knows he can just reset the next day Versus doing something for absolutely no reason and going like going off on a violent streak and then knowing you waking up the next day and being like, why did I do that? Yeah. Why, what's yeah. the point? I mean, we could talk about Roy in a little here and his, his yeah. kind of motives because uh, to get there, something like what you were saying, something important to note is that um, even though she knew it, uh, that they their memories don't reset. That's yeah. that's really important for this next plot point because that's when uh, we just think uh, Sarah leaves. Niles is dealing with his depression. He realizes he loves her. He's dealing with all of that. Then she comes back. Or actually, so yeah, during that, we'll, we'll talk before. Uh, we'll talk yeah, about J.K. Simmons. And we get our Irvine scene because he's just at the bottom and he references something that uh, J.K. Simmons, Roy, has said yep. to him before that there is a bottom he's like i've reached my bottom everyone's his his neighbors are <laughs> like freaking out his kids are unsure about him rightfully so and then um yeah we, we get that classic that irvine banter which you know i eat up well yeah <laughs> i'd love to i think before that we need to talk a little bit about the roy origin story yeah, that's that's. I think we can for sure. Yeah, for sure. The insanity of how so Andy Samberg in the loop met Roy. He's there. He's like somebody's cousin, and he goes, uh, 
Like he's talking about, he's talking the bartender's ear off because it was early on. Yep, and Andy Samberg's on. like, not everything's meaningless, blah, blah, blah. And J.K. Simmons starts talking to him and basically is like, we'll take actually two shots of bourbon. Yeah. And was just intrigued by it. And then he asks him, like, do you want to party? And it points to his nose. And Good radio. Andy Samberg goes to the... I'm I'm showing the people yeah. and if letting watching, them know. Yeah, if you're but just he goes listening, to that, that's good radio. <laughs> he goes to that Australian guy, steals the coke out of it, and they just have quite like an, an insane night in yeah. the bathtub. Was it just blow? You think, or was no? Was there, definitely yeah, I was not. gonna say there, just, there's something else in there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they, that scene of Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons just like staring at each other, like shh, yeah, like freaking in the, out in the bathtub. <laughs> Is is so funny. So we get to see why J.K. Simmons. Sorry, he's I'm like, Roy, I don't want but, this night to end. And Andy Samberg is like, I, I, I can't. You're, so, it just takes him to the tunnel. Yeah, just so he's messed up. So messed up that he even he has and he has remorse for it. He sees him start to go in, and he's like, Wait, no, dies yeah. or uh, maybe yeah, maybe even dies. Maybe he ordered. I but, think he um, dies there. Yeah, yeah he's maybe like too he's much. Slept or died. Go in. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when, either way, he just wakes up. Right <laughs> when he's in Irvine, when we have that meeting, that's when he says, "Like, hey, I had a lot of hate for you. I'm never going to be able to see my children grow up. I'm never going to be yeah. able to um, see." And then he he also came to a point of acceptance because he calls it his Irvine. You know, his wife's yeah. in the, her prime, and his kids are prime great. of her womanhood. Yeah, and so he has this he has this point of acceptance uh, that he reached after being in the hospital. But there's a lot of hate in his heart, and he, that's what another thing that you think about like with this time loop it adds another element if someone has a family and then there's yeah. there's just that other layer on it so it kind of justifies why jk simmons is turned into <laughs> I a mean, sadist to you know i mean like, there are important things that a, a parent wants to do and when, when andy samberg uh, yeah, takes I'd that away from so. you and you add on the fact that you're stuck in a time loop uh, i i understand him being a little pissed and he's like i've come to terms with it look my boy's water and Bile of shit over there. <laughs> just watering dog shit. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's great. I love it. I love it. Yeah, just he just comes to terms with it. He's happy. He's just making some ahi tuna, which did look oh, delicious. Incredible. By the way, I, I mean, it, him and his wife have to have a good bit of money because a house like yeah. that in Irvine that's running you to do you think one point five two mil. He's gotten exceptionally better at cooking throughout this entire process. What like, else that are you going to do? You're going to have to get insane. sick at cooking. Yeah. Well, it was archery and cooking yeah. for it's him, killing I guess. Yeah. and dad yeah. stuff. That man killing can work a grill yeah. and he can work a bow and arrow through Andy Sandberg's heart. He's essentially the show Meat Eater, except it's just two <laughs> separate things now versus one. Joe Rogan <laughs> loves this guy. <laughs> yeah. So what do you, what do you hunt? Uh, mostly, uh, Andy Samberg. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so does, does he like regenerate or something? Wow. Yeah. Down in, down in Texas, we actually have, uh, African antelopes down here. Yeah. yeah that you could hunt full year round. <laughs> so, oh, really? I, I prefer this one human. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you're stuck in a time loop. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> How did you get here? Are we going to do this tomorrow again? <laughs> um, so obviously we have that acceptance. Shoots him in an arrow in a recycling bin. Yeah. Wakes up. And then at some point, uh, we, we keep having some, some depression. And then Sarah is there at his bed when he wakes up one day saying, hey, I have a way to figure this out. Yeah. And he, er, ro- He's like, hey, Niles does not want to leave. Uh, and she's like, hey, come on, this is ridiculous, but just decides to do it herself. You know, she teaches herself quantum physics. She teaches herself the way to actually break it. Smart cookie, Sarah is. Um, and I'm yeah. really sorry that to everyone on the podcast that I just said smart cookie. I, I want to just I, take uh, that back. Um, I'm not letting him apologize smart for that. Person. It will live smart in person. history forever. I, I, and oh, oh, oh. Smart cookie. Smart eh? cookie. She's a smart cookie. Yeah. Um she so she figures it out and then at some point you know she he doesn't accept it and then he ends up realizing that whatever happens he just wants to be with her because and he realizes that because he's at the bar he's with Darla um yeah and he ends up drive he ends up getting his ass kicked but takes the bartender's keys just driving yeah. back, stops at the guy with the shooting, the shooting range. range guy. The guy who's uh, who's 
has the target of the guy who ran off with his wife, I think, or his uh, mother's son. child. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Says he's his son. Gets back. I just want to point out about that. That whole setup was just to say it is so damn funny that we thought he was probably in a car and he rolls up on the back of his little like <laughs> moped yeah. motorcycle kind of thing all wrapped around the guy. <laughs> like I, for whatever so reason, good. I watched that and I just cracked up. That like the little <laughs> stuff in there to come in on yeah. this bike just cracked me up. That was really good. I love that. I love that whole thing where he's trying. He's in such a rush there, and he's like, 25 years ago, you were in a bathroom, and you met this woman, yeah. and I'm your son." He's like, "I always had a suspicion." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. That guy ripped. That guy was awesome. That guy was yeah. He was dope. Saved the day. But I mean, one thing I do have to ask about, you know. Now they they make up. Andy Samberg has the longest sentence in human history to kind of make up to her. Yeah, yeah. Where was a good one. he was using every and then the emphatic period at the end. She just was an like, exclamation emphatic point. period is basically just an exclamation point. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I didn't want to seem too eager. But <laughs> I think now my one thing is after they get out, so they do get out. It works. They blow themselves up. They get out of this loop. Is she now like the smartest physicist in the world? Is that like the oh, case? Right I mean, now? yeah. Is she? She yeah. literally. I mean, she will be able to solve anything now. Anything. Yeah, I mean, she had a lot of time. Maybe we don't know how many days passed. It's more than theoretical physics at this point because That's she legitimately practical, did practical it. That's quantum legitimate physics. physics. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which is insane. So I think she's top tier. Like, should win a Nobel Prize, but nobody's gonna believe her because there's no proof. So unless, I mean, she, unless people really sucks. believe her equations and stuff. Yeah, I would blow, yeah. though, uh, if you couldn't get the credit. Um, Wait, so does that mean that if you were to go to the desert after that, too, would that cave still be there? Yes. Yes, could it you, would you, be there. I have no backing. So, I just could not think of if I was going to say you, yes or no. So I said yes confidently, and that's what we're yeah. rolling with. We're rolling. Could you then do this for any day you want? Like if you're having a dope day, you could just rip it to the cave after. Oh, and they'd be like, yeah, at some point when I want to, yeah, stop I'll just it, blow I'll just myself blow. up. Yeah. yeah, that would honestly, no, that's even, no, you can't. Also, do that. no, no, you can't do that because like the the question. implication because of the implication. Yeah. Uh, question for you: Is Nana in a time loop? Yes. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, she's like a little Easter egg. Like, hey, I, I know yeah. what's going on. I like to think that J.K. Simmons is going to realize somehow and bring Nana with her because I loved the ending when uh, when you realize that Andy Samberg or Niles does not recognize Roy and Roy's like, yeah. oh, yep. okay, let's go. It's Because he's in a tux and not the, the uh, yep. Hawaiian shirt and shorts. He's like, yeah, I he's got like, that crazy message from your girlfriend. Do you think it'd actually work? And then you realize... If he wants to, he can break out of his Irvine and he can yeah. watch his daughters grow or daughter and son grow up. So that's a nice. great option for him, I think. I think that's the optimal thing. He just needs to find some C four and just go to the cave. But I think he like I if, think he would. I like to think that Roy ended yeah, up doing it. I think so too. Yeah. And I like that they threw that in there after the credits a little bit yep. because I was wondering what about Roy. Exactly. Like when it and abruptly ended, I was wondering a, what about Roy. A little bit of credits. If you stuck through, yeah. I mean, we're, we are conditioned now because of the MCU to sit through credits just to see. Yep. Just to see. Exactly. You just got to. And it wasn't. It was long. It was short enough after where even if you were in a theater, you would be walking down the steps and, and then something. something pops up. Yeah. And then you're like, whoa. What's the turn this? back. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you want to move on to our favorites here? We can, yes, uh, let's I'll do let it. you take it first. Because also, you have the first I do, one. last thing, yeah. I love that the family showed up and was just like, what the fuck are you doing in our pool? And they're like, <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I, guess, yeah. I guess they get home today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And he has a dog. And he's like, I should probably pick up my dog. <laughs> oh, that's right. He didn't <laughs> tell her about that. Didn't go to see his dog once during the whole thing. I don't know how far away he lives, though, so that's not on him. Um, so my favorite character is going to be Roy, and yeah. that's for obvious reasons. He's just I love J.K. Simmons and anything he does. He's a great Omni-Man now in Invincible, and he's incredible in this. And I think he's perfect. Like he's J. Jonah he Jameson. can play the, he can play the the absolute killer. And at the same time, play the great father that you see in Irvine. And, and then the, 
maybe like a mix of, of both and Whiplash. Uh, exactly. Fantastic. Movie. fantastic yeah. movie. Um, Absolutely. I just watched that recently. It's insanely good. Yeah. He's yeah, a sociopath. It's, it's, but he's, it's an yeah. insanely good movie. Um, mine's going to be, I'm going to uh, take a little from Winnie because I like Connor O'Malley, but I feel like he's more of Winnie's guy. Uh, I'm going to take yeah. Randy just, <laughs> just for, I'll, I'll save it because there are a few lines that are going to come up out of him. We, we'll move on to We scenes. can swap if you want. Nah, that's all right. <laughs> uh, mine is going to be the hunting montage where you find out that Roy has been hunting him down yeah. for like years now. Did you see the, uh, just <laughs> you see the, all, all the different, the different ways, ways he's like ways, waterboarded yeah. him? Oof. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm gonna take another montage. I'm taking the love montage of uh, Sarah and Niles. Them just, you know, I, I guess it, it could be listed as like Sarah's acceptance montage because that's when we get the the slow motion uh, confetti, all that. They do that weird stuff in the bar with like jean jackets and red bandanas. Um, yeah, it's yeah. just fun. It, it's just a fun scene, and some that of it's pretty funny thing. in there. That was the hey. We're reminding you that this is a rom com yeah. scene. Yeah, this is like yeah. this is the meat of the rom com. Yeah, exactly. Hey, remember why you're here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my first line is from J.K. Simmons Roy, and it's Andy Samberg just going to him like, "I like your hat," and he goes, "Of course you do." <laughs> <laughs> it's just so good. I, I love that. Perfect. <laughs> um, so mine, I, I said I was going to talk about it. <laughs> Connor O'Malley's line. Um, it's it's when Andy Samberg is I I think it's when he's he's super explaining depressed some, like, something about Sarah to the whole yeah family. it's his depression stage and he's just like this is what she does she's not here um, and he's freaking out <laughs> then, like a few people are just sitting there including Connor O'Malley he goes I don't feel safe with him I honestly think we should call the cops I don't feel safe anymore <laughs> <laughs> he's very about his safety in this movie I know he was always so on edge. About everything, because yeah. my next one is when there's an earthquake during one of the wedding services, and Connor O'Malley just goes, "I should have never, I should never have left the Great Lakes. This place is a nightmare." I also love how like they identify him as a Great Lakes person because he yeah, so just, seems like one throughout this movie. He just, <laughs> he's just not used to the heat or the earthquakes or anything. Yeah. just remotely out of like, just get him back to the Great Lakes. He's very off of his he's game. He's a Great Lakes boy. He's a Great Lakes he's boy. He's a Great Lakes guy. Great Lakes guy. Connor O'Malley, noted Great Lakes guy. Yep. My <laughs> next one is going to be Sarah. She is talking to the bartender and she's like, come on, throw me a bone. This isn't a day for moderation. She's, she, you know, she's pouring <laughs> her wine and the bartender goes, this isn't good wine. She just goes, I don't care. <laughs> just, I like that. This isn't good wine. <laughs> this isn't good wine. I don't. Yeah, I don't care. Just fills it up. Pour me up. all the way. That's. I mean, just that one line from the. I mean, that bartender was great throughout. She was a yeah. very slept-on character. Pretty, pretty important character. Not important, but she's yeah. a pretty uh, mainstay character. I would say. She. Yeah, she was there for it all. Yeah. Um, privy to all those conversations. Yeah. But handjob giver too good for her yeah apparently yeah she killed she she hit somebody with her car and he can't walk anymore (laughs) yeah um so we'll move on to in exclusive exclusives here i'll start out Mm -hmm. we were talking about hulu and uh you know how it went directly to hulu it actually broke the record for the most viewed hulu release in its first weekend on the streaming service and Mm -hmm. it holds the record for the biggest sale of a film at the sundance film festival 17.5 17.5 million dollars beating the previous that's, record of 69 cents. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. By 69 cents. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How uh, do you yeah. I don't know. What were you going to well, say? I don't know how you do it by 69 cents exactly. That's coincidence. It's maybe it was uh b- the Blue Mountain State movie got sold at yeah. Sundance. <laughs> Oh no! It beat it by sixty nine cents. Oh, by the next best movie cents. didn't make sixty nine. Oh, okay, that's what I was. I was just making sure. I was like, maybe they don't what normally. Do you- well, I thought maybe they normally didn't sell movies. That was just really dumb. Yeah. I read the fact wrong. Um, thanks for calling that out. Wow, four sixty nine cents. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, no, Sundance- I thought it was a weird thing that like just that like maybe sales didn't yeah. go on and they just this they sold the movie for whatever reason sundance brought in a whopping total of 69 <laughs> cents this year <laughs> 70 cents they sold another movie for yeah. one cent um, yeah exactly so uh, a little easter egg here is that circles were placed throughout the entire film to symbolize the loop you know obviously a loop circle holds the logic wow. 
So like Niles boxers, they have polka dots. Sarah's bra has circles. They use water donuts in one scene and the macrame hanging at the wedding reception is also circular. I mean, that is a very California wedding thing, but you know, the circles yeah. placed throughout are too many All for it circles. to be a coincidence. Yeah, and it's just they're stuck in a loop, time loop circles. They're just throwing it in there for your for your enjoyment yeah. and see if you pick up on it. Easter eggs. So Andy, exactly. And you might be wondering about the ending and how they came to this conclusion about them getting out, kind of just seeing that it's the next day and how we would find that out. So Andy Samberg actually said that the endings were written and shot you know there were there were a few of them so there are a few different endings that they could have used yeah and they held private family and friends screenings of the different versions to see what people liked what people didn't like and he said that the ending you know it might not be perfect but everyone liked yeah it. so that's the one that they ended up going this with. is one like i mean with a premise like this that is the ultimate thing how do we end this yeah. movie because something drastic has to happen i want to um, see the other endings i oh, want to yeah. see what they That'd what else awesome. they thought of yeah yeah but yeah, I, I think cool. like uh it, it definitely ended in the way that everyone would like it's not it doesn't challenge you as a viewer yeah. it's it's a nice no. ending it's exactly what we wanted which that's why yeah. you said it's not perfect you know it's not like like cinematic masterpiece of, yeah. of an ending but it's what we wanted and that's why we I like didn't it. I didn't want an inception ending where I'm like is it the next day I yeah. don't know yeah. yeah I wanted that ending so it's perfect yeah and in the the scene we were talking about before where he's just flawlessly dancing uh-huh. like exactly the same as these other people and he's just moving across the dance floor so that was captured in a total of five takes which is impressive because it looks so seamless and it's yeah. really like a lot is going on. So five takes seems like a very minimal amount to capture all. Oh that. yeah. Honestly, I figured that would have taken much more. Andy Samberg's just, he's a smooth operator. He's a smart Yeah, exactly. Is what he, he is. He knows he's smart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, so another Easter egg here. Uh, if you are, you know, Hindu and you're familiar with Sanskrit, you might've picked up on it, but Niles is drinking an Akupara beer, and in Sanskrit, it means unlimited and unbounded. In Hinduism, it's the name of a tortoise described as the one who is without death. So in movies, all of these things, they're all very calculated. It just seems like it could be a random brand name, but most of the time it never is. And I kind of like that they have all this, you know, thrown in there. A lot of Easter eggs. It's nice that they actually you know, go fully into the topic and actually did their research. I mean, if you're going to do something like this and you have these little references and everything like that, I I appreciate the research and everything that goes into it. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. Um, And so just another quick one, another Easter egg. We mentioned Whiplash. And in that montage scene where he's torturing him, at one point, J.K. Simmons appears as Fletcher from Whiplash, (laughs) just mainly because he's wearing a black shirt and has a whip in one of his hands. (laughs) Well, he's, and he's also the biggest psychopath I've ever seen, bigger than Roy. So, like, if Fletcher's there, you know you're going to get destroyed. He would probably tie you up, give you meth until you stay awake for six days and just keep you going. But, I mean... That, I mean, I would be more scared of him than Roy, a thousand percent. Oh, yeah. But the scene where Niles and Roy complimented each other, one of my favorite lines where it's the, the of course you do line was an improvisation. So that was improvised between Andy Samberg and J.K. Simmons no working way. off each other. I like your hat. Of course you do. That was just not in the script. Just right then and there. It's J.K. Simmons confidence is what that is. Yeah. I feel like he doesn't even need to be funny. He's just confident as shit and anything he says, it's like that was good. that was gold. Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Why didn't he write the script? <laughs> but and then another little thing about the research that went into this movie. So when they're doing the research on how to get out of the time loop, when Sarah's contacting these people, she so she contacts a physicist named Clifford Johnson. And Johnson is an actual scientist who helped work on the movie and he helped the filmmakers come up with an original time loop premise for this story, which is really, really cool yeah. that they actually brought in a physicist. It's so it you know what's awesome about that is it's based in actual quantum physics, apparently. Yeah. But you don't actually have to get anything 
like put to you on a platter like yeah. this is what actually happened they breeze by that completely it's they I explain saw, like, zero yeah, she it. has books out <laughs> and i was like she put one book down that said quarks and something like it was too fast <laughs> to even see and i was like that's literally there for slightly above average intelligence people to be like oh I'm yeah. quarks i know what that is like of she's course. doing science <laughs> wow <laughs> like no way she's doing real science here yeah it, it is cool that they got clifford johnson to help out with the movie though yeah um Obviously, he he helped them with the time loop. They're in a time loop, and there are a lot of movies like that. I don't think that this movie actually had a scientist on it, but there's something that there's a parallel with the Back to the Future universe. So uh, when Andy Samberg's at the bottom, he asked Darla, or Darla asked the barkeep how much Niles has had to drink because he's kind of talking crazy and he says he's still on his first and actually he didn't even touch it. Like he, that was his first drink that he poured him. And in back to the future part three, the same exchange takes place between Marty, the barkeep and doc. And then until doc actually ends up pushing it back and uh, Niles does the same thing. So it's a, a little nod to one of the best time travel movies you know back to the future not yeah. part three i i'm willing to concede well, that i would part say series for time sure travel yeah, series. exactly yeah. uh the original back to the future all timer part two yeah. very good part three is it is what it is you know it is what it it's is. there it's definitely <laughs> it's there a movie. it's like the hangover two and three yeah. they're there they yeah, for they sure, sure exist <laughs> um, they're definitely movies so something else uh <laughs> and i apologize if i am butchering his name but tyler Tyler Hoechlin, I think I said. Hocklin. Let's just say Hocklin. Yeah, Tyler Hocklin. Uh, yeah. Sounds like TJ Hawkinson. Shout out you, football. I don't um, know that it does, but we'll go with that. <laughs> I, just, I think I'm ready for <laughs> football. So, yeah, I am too. Tyler Hocklin, maybe. So Abe in the movie, they actually had to dull down and color correct his abs because they were too distracting, which is ridiculous. Ridiculous to think about. Could you imagine like being oh that jack of the hay? Like no. we're gonna have to make you look a little worse. That's yeah. I mean, granted, once I reach the end of my Kumail phase, as we're all aware I'm on, I'm gonna get there. Yes. And when I start featuring uh you know, when I start acting well, in feature film movies as a, as an app, yeah, my steps are up. Your so. steps are up. Kevin got a dog, steps are up. <laughs> steps are up. Uh, but that that was in the scene when he walks out of the shower, and we see for the first time that Sarah slept with him, and it, they were saying it's so distracting because it was supposed to be about her, yeah. but it became about his abs in the scene. He's like just this naked guy, ridiculously yeah. good looking, and everyone's just like, "Wait, so she slept with?" We're supposed to him. Uh, sorry. We're supposed to be upset right now. Yeah. When people are watching. The family and friends screening was probably like, "What happened? I missed the People's, plot." Yeah, what they're like, what, what, "So what happened in that one?" <laughs> oh, that scene was integral to the plot. Oh, oh I didn't. Even I notice. get it. Yeah. yeah, like whoa, what? Just maybe color correct there a little bit. Yeah, and so a lot of people have asked about the ending, and Andy Samberg says that he kind of chooses to believe that Niles and Sarah have their like together forever kind of ending um but it was revised a few times as we said before from being to just kind of cookie cutter classic like they're together that's why there were the dinosaurs at the end because it's intentionally looking to leave us going what if like are we sure what's going on here that kind of thing and i love the dinosaurs because the dinosaurs were like we don't know that they both saw them. They were both on mushrooms. Yeah. And Andy was like, are you seeing this? They were both looking at each other. And we don't know, number one, if they were real. Or number two, if they saw the same thing. Or number three, if they were just hallucinating the same dinosaurs. Yeah. And, well, you're so talking about I the do, end, right? The end and when they're tripping. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the so, dinosaurs come up twice. That's what I'm saying. In the end, I think what they're doing there is, like, t- are they on mushrooms right now again? And they're just, like, hanging yeah. out. Or did they get themselves in it? Because obviously we know it's the next day that they don't come home during the day. So maybe they're in an alternate time universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe they don't get back to the actual regular timeline. Maybe I'm also just watching Loki too much. But I think I you think are. That the I think dinosaurs, well, no, I think like the dinosaurs in the end, but it being November yeah. 10th, I think that that might mean that they're in an alternate universe now. Yeah. But... Or the dinosaurs a million billion years ago walked into the cave. And they're in the time loop too. 
Because that could not be unlikely. I feel like dinosaurs could walk into there. Yeah, maybe. Either way, cool that they had dinosaurs. I fuck with dinosaurs. Um, (laughs) Shout out dinosaurs. So this is the last thing that we'll say. So they initially shot the scenes where Niles was running naked through the desert with Andy Samberg's stunt double. And then they shot it again with Andy Samberg himself. Just in case, you know, from behind, you could obviously tell it wasn't him. Um, which I don't know how many people can because that's definitely an interesting thing to take notice of. But they used Andy Samberg's and it's just because Andy Samberg said his butt was funnier. (laughs) (laughs) That is a... uh that's a confident man, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. Hey, you got to do Show what you got to do. Show my butt. It's funny. Um, I don't think... Th- we don't have any uh, This Week in Comedy. Normally, we like to do a little segment after. Uh, I think you should leave. Season 2 comes out in a day, yes, I believe. Yes, or by the, I, I time, should... by the time this drops, it will have came out. Yes. Not during our recording, though. So yes. get out and watch. I think you should leave Season 2. Going to be awesome. Um, yep. Black Widow comes out July 9th. Um, get it out in theaters to see that one. That's going to be a great theater experience as long as you're comfortable. Um, yeah. Netflix just released a movie with, I think, uh, Eliza Schrager. Schrager, I think okay. is her name. Um, it's a rom-com about her life. I did not get to check it out yet, but I might check that out because she is a uh, mm-hmm. very funny comedian in the LA scene. I think she's in the LA scene. Um, and it seems like it could be a pretty good candidate to, to get out there and watch a rom-com. So it should be fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm in. Why not? We just watch one. I, I'm a, I'm on a little rom com kick right now. Yeah. Let's get another one going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and uh, leading uh, up to my my wedding, we'll be doing uh, yeah. we'll be doing some wedding related stuff here in the we next got, few weeks because uh, very soon I will be a married man and yes, we will be doing one movie before and then we, the oh. next one we might. No, I'm saying between. But yeah, yeah. Uh, then we will probably be doing my big fat Greek wedding for those my big fat Greek yep. wedding fans out there. Uh, we will have the fitness instructor on, I believe. We'll see. We'll see what we can do about that. Um, yeah, that- until then, I'm Kevin. I'm Winnie. We'll see you at the next episode. Of course you do. <laughs>